Welcome back to another edition of Beckett Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. Yours truly, Derek Ficken, alongside Justin Gruner. Justin, how's your Thursday going? Thursday's going okay. You know, it's one day till the weekend, and I'm kind of living in shame right now about my Olympic picks, but more on that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later and how bad you are at predicting things as far as Olympics go. And I just, you know, throughout the week, I just kept making fun of you because all your picks just started being wrong and it just kept going in that direction yeah i hang my head in shame for those i i apologize so without further ado we have a special guest in today his name's tracy hackler with panini america tracy how are you today sir doing well guys how are y'all man it's it's great to have you in here just to get the uh card manufacturer side of things i mean justin knows a lot and he tries to uh bring out his knowledge of the companies out but it's (laughs) nothing like having someone like yourself in so thanks for coming in oh my pleasure thanks for having me so we're gonna have a couple segments here uh we're gonna go over new products and pricing we have a tweet of the day believe the hype and a couple topical stuff we got the olympics the all-star game recap uh and then we'll go into the interview how's that sound Sounds good. All right. So new products and pricing, Justin, what do we have? Well, as far as pricing goes, we actually don't have any new products because the last couple of weeks, there really hadn't been a whole lot coming out. Tops has one product coming out, Supreme Football. Uh, that comes out on the 26th. USA Football from Upper Deck, that's like the high school college guys. Then that comes out on the 27th, as well as ITG Stickwork. Uh, so that's a pretty cool product coming from them. Now, the Panini side of it, we got three products coming out. They're bringing back Don Russ Baseball, so kind of a, a blast from the past. I really love the idea of bringing them back. We got Titanium Hockey, which is a really cool product. And then we got uh, Crown Royale Football. It's a retail-only one-pack, I believe. There's a retail version that's that's already made its way to to stores, and then we have the hobby version coming out. Uh, next week. Well, yeah, that works. And let's, I want to talk about uh, Gold Standard because uh, Tracy brought in a couple boxes uh, for, for a couple giveaways today. Uh, that's one of my favorite basketball products, and it came out on Wednesday. Can you explain for the average collector why people should go out and get Gold Standard basketball? Well, Gold Standard, like you, it's, it's one of my favorite basketball products that we do too. I've been, I fell in love with it immediately, what, three or four years ago when we first uh, launched it. I love the look, I love the feel, I love the theme. It's consistent. Uh, there are 14 karat gold discs embedded in some of the cards, uh, some real nice autograph memorabilia rookie cards, yeah. Hall of Famers, Legends. You know, I think it's just a really unique product. It's, yeah. it's different than anything else we do. We've added this year some of the gold medal cards that will fall one per box mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes two. And then I think the, the inclusion of actual real gold is has always been one of the unique driving points of gold standard. This year, it's 10, 10 cards a pack slash box. Yeah. You're going to get four autographs and then a nice selection of base cards. And it's just a fun break. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just truly unique, different than anything else that we do. Yeah, and I, you know, I watched a couple of the uh, Panini Unwrapped videos at the All-Star Jam session, and it was it was great to see some of the NBA players like Victor Oladipo bust these boxes, you know, and it looked like he was just a kid, you know, just <laughs> opening these packs and having fun with it, you know, because he knows these players. Yeah. And so it's a whole nother level, like, you know, it's just a kid in a candy store almost, you know? Yeah, it really was. Victor was great. Uh he was in our booth on Sunday helping out with uh, uh, Chuck Sports Cards. We did a Chuck is a Panini Roundtable store of ours, and we had a sneak of, a sneak peek event last weekend where Panini Roundtable stores got the product five days early. Mm. We were able to do things in their store, and Victor came by. He was signing in our booth, and then uh, 
uh, he helped uh, break the cards. It was cool. I think on one uh, one part of the video, he actually pulled a redemption card. I can't remember who yeah, the player it was, was. Shane Larkin. Yeah, that's right, Shane Larkin. He <laughs> goes, him he, out. he goes, hey, look at you're my buddy and everything, but come on, <laughs> sign your cards. And the fact that Victor knows that yeah. is really cool. Him and we have a great relationship with Victor Ivory Tab, who uh, handles our NBA acquisitions, uh, has a real good relationship with a lot of these uh, young players, and she stays on them and. Yeah. She, uh, we all hate redemptions, but and she, she is certainly at the front of the line of the people who hate them and want to uh, do away with them. And yeah. she does everything she can to do that. But yeah. but yeah, it is fun when you have players on the unwrapped episodes, and we always kind of just ask them to talk about guys that they're seeing in their packs, playing against them, playing with them, growing up with them, training with them. They all have great stories, and that's one of the things, one of the main reasons why we like to have players come on and break with us. Yeah, definitely, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, have a quick question for you guys as a giveaway uh, later in the show. We'll bring that up and uh, just post it in the comments or send us an email at radio at Beckett.com, and we'll try and get that. Let's go to our uh, second segment of the day. It's a new one, we call it Tweet of the Day. We have at Dow Subfan. He said, in light of the Eli Manning slash Steiner game used jerseys issue, how are card companies guaranteeing authenticity? That's a, that's a good question. I, I don't know how other card companies do it. Yeah. I, I know that uh, we go to great lengths to ensure the authenticity of the memorabilia that we acquire. Uh, it's one of the reasons we have a lot of team deals in place where we deal directly with the teams and get our game-worn memorabilia from them. We deal a lot with the players directly, and there's a we have an exclusive game-worn uh, memorabilia agreement with the Denver Broncos, and we get all of our stuff directly from them, from their equipment manager. And our team uh, really goes to great lengths. We'll photo match everything. Photo matching is almost like DNA, right? The, 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 there are certain uh, blemishes, marks, stains on jerseys that will show up on a photo match. And uh, we go to great lengths to ensure the authenticity because it's our name on the line. It's our reputation. And we, we want to protect that because that's the most important thing we have. I think it's it's crazy, like you, you told us earlier about the photo matching and how detailed it has to go, you know, how, how much you have to go into it. Because you have to give a product out to the customers that they believe in and they trust you guys, you know. Because obviously with this issue, they might not trust a lot of people as much. And, you know, with what you said, it... it you can tell that Panini as a whole goes into great lengths to make sure it's, uh, you know, correct. And that's really how it should be with everyone. And unfortunately, this, you know, issue happened and it kind of set people back. But I think as long as, you know, companies like yourself, you know, with Panini, they keep doing what they're doing. You know, no one needs to worry about it, really. Like we said, it's our reputation, and that's really what we have on the line with every product that we make and every every piece of memorabilia that we put in uh, products, and, and uh, we'll continue that process. And again, it just underscores the importance of having as many of the team deals as we have in place that we can really uh, control that and not have any surprises. Yeah, definitely. So thanks to at Dow Subfan for that tweet. If you have any tweets or questions, definitely hit us up on our Twitter page at Beckett Radio. I love talking to you guys just. Justin does the same thing, trying to get him involved in Twitter more. So, and Come on, Justin. Yeah, it, go, man. I mean, Tracy has one, at Tracy Hackler. So, you know, you got to join the America has one, at yeah. America. Come on, dude. I'm in the Stone Age still. I only have Facebook, and I'm trying to get with Twitter. <laughs> I'm just, my wife has a Facebook, and she Facebooks for me, okay? That's enough. <laughs> 
That's kind of highbrow. Yeah. I need somebody to Facebook for me. She does everything for me. It's okay. <laughs> so let's go to the next segment. We call it Believe the Hype. We have four different players from different sports. We're going to chat about them a little bit, see if their card values will increase, decrease, stay the same, whatever the case might be. So first up on the list, we have Victor Oladipo. He was featured, obviously, at the jam session with Panini America. Man, he's 14 points a game, four rebounds a game, four assists. He's in the mix uh, for Rookie of the Year with Michael Carter-Williams and Trey Burke. Card values right now, I, I've seen $75 to $200 is the highest for him. Uh, what do you think, Tracy, about Victor and, and his value as far as um, not just value of cards, but maybe Rookie of the Year? Do you think he'll continue his his hot streak? Oh, I think he'll continue his hot streak. I'm believing the hype on him just because he's a dynamic performer. You know, I think his duel earlier this year with Michael Carter-Williams and the the kind of dueling triple-double game yeah. was fascinating. It, yep. it really did a, a lot to uh, to attract some attention on these 2013-14 NBA rookies. Mm-hmm. A lot of people before the season kind of bemoaned the quality of this draft class. Yep. And Michael Carter-Williams and Victor Oladipo, Trey Burke now, and a lot of others are proven that it's not a bad draft class. Sometimes you just have to give these players time to get on the court and, and get them in the right situation to perform. But Victor's a great kid. Uh, we've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with him. As you mentioned, he was in our booth at the NBA All-Star Jam session over the weekend. It was fantastic. Uh, so I'm believing the hype on him. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm believing it. What do you think, Justin? I'm believing it. I just think that Michael Carter-Williams is always going to be a step up on him, mainly because his name's just more fun to say. <laughs> no, um, honestly, it's I think that Michael Carter-Williams will probably win Rookie of the Year. I think that he's going to continue. He had a little bit of a slump. I think he's going to bounce back huge, and he's going to win it. But Oladipo, is, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he definitely is. Let's, That's pretty let's, fun to say, too, Oladipo. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I mean, Michael Carter-Williams' name is pretty cool, but Victor Oladipo, like, right. that sweet. <laughs> I think he's got the leg up on on you know Michael Carter. All right. He's so cool he has to have three names. Oh okay, yeah, whatever. Good point. Good point. <laughs> let's let's go to the NHL. TJ Oshie with the St. Louis Blues. He had a pretty tremendous game in the Olympics with Russia. Uh, the shootout was was intense, and he just looked like he was on fire, just just shooting at will. As far as value goes, Justin, since you're the hockey guy, what do you think about TJ? Well, TJ, he's right now he's an unlisted star. Um, his his rookie cars go for good amounts, you know, ten twenty bucks. Um, but you can buy his cars, base cars now for like fifty cents. So he's not really hot on the radar, but he's already got fourteen goals compared to nineteen. I think you said a couple years ago. So he's already almost there. He's probably gonna have the most goals of his career this year. He's young and riding this Olympic wave. I think he's going to go up, but you can buy him for cheap still. And if you if he doesn't go up, you're not losing much. But I think he's got potential. I, I would believe the hype on him if he gets hot after the Olympics as well. Yeah, I think this could be his career year, like we talked about earlier. In 2011 and 12, he had 19 goals for the whole season. He's already at 14. 32 assists. I mean, the sky's the limit with this kid. He was a 05 draft pick, so hopefully with the St. Louis Blues, he can do do some damage uh, with that. Tracy, TJ Oshie, believe the hype? I love the guy because uh, if for no other reason, obviously he, he had a great uh, game against Russia, but he's he's in social signatures, which is our, our autograph set where the player adds their Twitter handle yeah. on the card. Another reason that you need to get Twitter. Justin, <laughs> but TJ Oshie, amid all the hype and craziness of of his performance against Russia, he tweeted out a picture of his card and said, "Look for my social signatures card oh, from Panini cool. America." So he yeah. he instantly won huge points from all of us in the Panini America office, and so yeah, the the cards for that is is crazy. You know, you you would have never thought that Twitter 
as a social media platform would become something uh, showcased in, in a trading card. Yeah. And it, it's it's great to see it, how it's forming, you know, maybe into the evolution of trading cards. Oh, no which question. we'll talk about in a little bit yeah. in the interview segment. But yeah, so let's go to the NFL. I know, I think everyone knows you're a huge Broncos fan. Yeah. Uh, Davian Clowney is, uh, Todd McShay has him number one overall. Rams are looking at him. Falcons are talking about trading up. What do you think about that kid and his potential in the NFL? As, as well as his card values. Well, I think he's one of uh, what looks to be a jam-packed 2014 NFL draft class. I mean, he's obviously he's gotten a lot of the hype for a long time now uh, because of primarily because of one big hit. Yeah, that one hit. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he's got all the tools, and and he's going to be a dynamic defender. And in the NFL, you really don't have a lot of uh, kind of highly touted defensive players. And so when one comes out, I think you see that impact their rookie cards almost immediately. But we're really excited about the entire 2014 NFL draft class, and he's certainly at the top of the of the defense side of the board yeah I mean when you have a guy with that caliber and that you know tenacity uh just you know with that one single hit I think it was against Michigan or something I mean that kid's name just came out of nowhere and everyone he's a household name now just because of that hit yeah and you know he he's made some uh some crazy plays since then but it, it seems like he's just still riding the coattails of that hit into the NFL and hopefully into a you know top five pick. Absolutely. So I'm believing the hype. Justin, what do you think? Uh, as far as his rookie card goes, I'll believe the hype. I think after that, though, it'll probably taper off a little bit just because defensive players don't generally get collected as much. Um, I mean, you have to be you have to stay at the top like J.J. Water and Dominic Sue to really make it in the card, in, you know, the card industry for football um, as a defensive player. So uh, rookie year, yeah, I'll believe the hype. He'll be really strong as a defensive player, but after that, you can probably get him for a bargain price, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. So uh, final player of believe the hype, the man, Yankee legend. He's I think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I would not be surprised if it's, you know, 95%, but that's just me. This guy is just class all around, in my opinion. Derek Jeter, he's uh, his final seasons this year. We talked about collectors from the 90s uh, come back into the industry because of that. You know, they might have some cards from the 90s, his rookie years or whatever. Be like, oh, hey, check this out. I got, you know, a bunch of cards. Let me come back into the industry. Maybe, you know, some special editions for Derek Jeter might come out. Uh, what do you think about Derek Jeter as far uh, his card value obviously has stayed the same maybe tapered off since his prime mm -hmm. but do you think with his final season it'll increase in value you know I don't know that he, I don't know that it will I mean he's one of those guys like you mentioned he's I mean, he's one of the all-time greats, and and I mean, his card values have long ago been established as as pretty high. And, and even when he goes into the hall, I agree with you. I'm I'm sure a lot of people do that. He's a first ballot guy. Um, I think his cards will will always be in demand. He's one of those guys like Cal Ripken Jr. Nolan Ryan guys who who will have collectible value from now on. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he he's not going to go up too much. He might go up a little bit just because it's the retirement year and all the buzz, and then it'll probably go back down and people will see down arrows on him after this year just because he's going back to where he's always been but he's going to be a mainstay forever and I think he, he he'll probably still have cards after he retires coming out every year yeah and I think that's a cool thing about retired players because you know you have guys like Stan Musial who unfortunately passed away but there's still autographs from him being put out and I think that's that's awesome how the card companies have been trying to do that to get guys who have unfortunately passed away to continue to have value for collectors who will you know treasure them for their lives you know it's it's great to see that 
Uh, so that was Believe the Hype. Victor Oladipo, TJ Oshie, Jadavian Clowney, and Derek Jeter. We'll have uh, four new guys for you next week. Let's talk about your favorite team, Tracy, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I just want to do it real quick. Eric Decker, contract, what's, what's going on with that? I don't know. You know, this is this is one of those uh, situations that are, that arises when you have a team that is successful and you've got so many key players on that offense. And we see it every year with every team that wins. One or two years is about all you have, and then the mm-hmm. the the key players who help get you there usually end up going somewhere else because there's more money to be had. But I mean, look, he's a Bronco guy. He says he wants to stay a Bronco. Obviously, it is a business. We all know yeah. that. So I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if he ends up somewhere else. But I s- certainly wouldn't like that you know I think he's a great player yeah he was a bit hit or miss this year he Mm -hmm. had some great games there were games where he disappeared uh he didn't have the best Super Bowl but then early none of the Broncos did I think the Seahawks were a team on a mission yeah and uh but yeah I mean he's an electrifying player he's kind of the best of both worlds he can be a possession guy Mm -hmm. but he can also beat you deep and and uh Manning seems to really like him and trust him so I hope he's back yeah, and I I don't know how you could ever shy away from leaving a team that has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Peyton Manning. It, I would I would take you know the minimum amount of money to be with him because I feel like every year the Broncos are going to be in it yeah. as as long as Peyton's under center. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, you know Julius Thomas, the tight end, and Demarius Thomas. You know, this season is going to be their contract year, so they got to figure out what they're going to be doing. But they're going to be playing at a high level to get paid as well. Sure. So, honestly, if I was Eric Decker, I know he said money's not the issue, but I would take a hometown discount, yeah. play with, you know, another for- first ballot Hall of Famer in Peyton, and try and maybe go to the Super Bowl again. You know, yeah. you never know. Get back and maybe have better results. Yeah, exactly. So, let's do a quick Olympics update. So, Russia got beat by Finland 3-1, to one, uh, and they're not going to medal, which is really surprising. And I saw a picture of Mr. Putin very <laughs> disgusted with himself. So if we don't see Alexander Ovechkin in the NHL in a couple of weeks, we know what happened. We need uh, him there. We, we yeah. Need him. We need <laughs> we, him in the NHL. <laughs> the Capitals might need to bring an army and, you know, come pick him up. But uh, right now, uh, as of Wednesday... Russia's in the lead with 22 medals. U.S. is only one behind with 21. The Netherlands is 20. Norway with 19. Canada rounds out the top five with 17. So what what do you think about the Olympics? I know Topps has an Olympics product. Do you think uh, Panini is going to try and get in that mix? Well, we have a we have a pretty proud history with Olympians, like in fans of the game, yeah. where we, I think Bodie Miller had a fans of the game card. Michael Phelps, I mean, created a, an international stir when his fans of the game card from 2004, I believe, was just all the rage. In fact, he was being asked about it over in uh, Tokyo. Oh wow! Because it was just such a uh, explosion. So a lot of those guys and gals, a lot of the soccer Olympians we've had in in the fans of the game set, and those those types of players really help put the fans of the game concept on the map and so we we always look for for those types of stories uh justin what do you what do you think i I don't want to give get any of your predictions anymore because you're wrong on all of them so but what do you think about the olympics so far i think i kind of hate you right now (laughs) (laughs) that's all you're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I think that the Olympics actually are going really well for the United States. Um, I'm really happy to see Bodie Miller get that bronze medal. It kind of sucks that he was made, they made him cry at the end of it. I think that it's really, I'm really happy that the United States actually won a gold medal in the figure skating, which they were touted, but honestly, I was like, I'm not going to hold my breath when you have Russia and Canada who always medal gold and silver um, in those events. So 
That's pretty cool to see. Yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Bob Costas is back, so check out his eye infection, or lack thereof, maybe. Uh, you never know what will happen over there. Before we go into the interview session, I want to talk about the All-Star game. Panini had a big presence there, as they always do with the NBA. Uh, what was it like to be at the jam session, and who was your favorite player to interview or interact with there? Well, it was a really exciting four days in New Orleans. Um, There's always just so much energy and buzz um, at the NBA jam session. This year was no different, and we did have a big presence, but it's more than just a big presence. We were there uh, because we want to engage new consumers, fans, and maybe new collectors or laps collectors, and just have kind of a meaningful exchange with those folks and we did that time and time again this weekend we had a series of players in our booth uh, from Thursday we had Harrison Barnes Friday Tim Hardaway uh, senior I guess not junior we did talk a lot about junior that that uh, that night and then Saturday was borderline mass chaos because we had uh, Trey Burke we had Andre Drummond we had a guy named Blake Griffin stop by and uh, Sunday we had the two hot rookies and Victor Oladipo helping with the case break and Michael Carter-Williams. But it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of k- kind of open-to-close buzz. And, you know, I think in terms of my favorite player to talk to over the weekend had to be Blake Griffin. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a Panini Authentic exclusive guy. So we have a pretty good relationship with him going back a few years. And he's just a, he's just a really cool dude. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't ever think he's one of the, the, the most popular athletes on the planet. I mean, he, he showed up to play, and he had all those dunks at the beginning. It looked great, but as far as, you know, with, with the video and your interview, which is on your blog, mm-hmm. correct? Right. <laughs> when he said that he would love to have Will Ferrell. Loved it. I, Lo- I, I mean, <laughs> I could see it, though, you know what I mean? With the hair and everything, it, it would it would be perfect. So we should try and get Will Ferrell to maybe, you know, come in and side-by-side picture Absolutely. or something. I think that would well, be hilarious. You know, he's done some work with Will Ferrell at, on uh, Funny or Die. Mm. And Blake, like I said, he's just a ham. You know, he's just a, a legendary sense of humor. But yeah, his his answer to that question of who would play Blake <laughs> in the Blake Griffin story, he said, Will Ferrell, I busted out laughing yeah. because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then his other answers was, you know, who would do the soundtrack to the movie and who would play his love interest. And those answers were, yeah. were pretty phenomenal, too. Yeah. So as far as the game went, you know, no defense whatsoever. The East what? came out, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> 163 to 155. Kyrie Irving, 31 points, 24 in the second half. I'm, I'm a Kyrie fan. You know, I, I like what the kid's doing. So let's talk about Kyrie and how he came into Dallas when he was playing the Mavericks. Uh, I saw the pictures on the blog, and it seemed like he was open to do anything signing-wise, and he just seemed like a really cool kid to just hang out with and, and sign stuff. What, what's your thoughts about Kyrie? Yeah, he really was. He was. Uh, we we had to get caught up with him. as actually on Super Bowl Sunday, and they were in town to play the Mavericks, obviously, and, and Ivory Tab went up uh, there. Brian Bain, who who would usually handle Kyrie, is uh, runs our Panini Authentic division. He was actually in New York at the time, so Ivory went up and 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 uh, Kyrie realized he had a lot of uh, a lot of XRCOs and some other cards that he needed to get caught up on. He did that. He was great. Um, Ivory was talking about how he broke into his own rendition of the national anthem during the during the game. And then we also had the chance to uh, meet up with him during the NBA um, All Star Week last week and had kind of a real impromptu signing at one of the hotel ballrooms. And he signed some stuff for uh, Panini Authentic a few more cards and he was great uh, the whole time he's he's a good kid and we've enjoyed our relationship with him and not long after he uh he won um all-star game mvp honors the other night we had his shoes that he wore in that game and it's a panini authentic thing and and that was pretty cool yeah that's really cool let's get into the interview part i got a bunch of questions here we might not get through all of them 
But let's just go ahead and, and knock these out as we go. Sure. How important is it to have a big presence with the NBA at games and such? I, I mean, I go to a lot of Mavericks games, and Panini's all over the place. Uh, obviously, it's it's great to have that. I know you guys have a Mavericks team set that you're doing throughout the season. Are, are you planning on doing more team sets like this uh, with the Mavericks with other teams? And uh, like I said, how important is it to have a big presence with the league? Well, we want to have a big presence at, at any event that we do, and we, we often do, but it's about more than just having a big presence. The reason we have a big presence there is we want to, uh, these big shows, whether it be the NBA All-Star Jam Session, NFL Experience, the National Sports Collectors Convention, any of those big shows we want to have a big presence in because it's our, it's one of our key opportunities to to expose what we do to new consumers, lapsed consumers, sports fans who may who may not otherwise know what we do. And, and that's also one of the reasons we bring the best athletes in the world to come and kind of help us do that. And it resonates with, with a lot of people and helps us grow uh, the marketplace. And in terms of team sets, um, obviously we have a Mavericks team set. We do a lot of team sets with, with a lot of team deals. We, do a, uh, we did a team set with the Denver Broncos this year. Um, and we do some manner of either team set or a collectible commemorative sticker sheet that's geared toward that team for the NFL, NBA, uh, and NHL sticker albums. It's not a big uh, surprise or big secret for a lot of people. I'm, I'm a very big proprietor of trying to bring children back into yep. the hobby. What is Panini doing specifically to help with that and maybe get new collectors and get kids interested back into it, having more child-friendly products? Well, I think we, we have the best tools of anyone in the industry to, to uh, attract kids and keep them and kind of uh, uh, help their evolution as a collector. I think our our official sticker collections, whether it be NFL, NBA, NHL, FIFA World Cup, um, a lot of our Disney properties, we find those things to be so, so important in attracting a younger audience or a new audience, also attracting families. And we've seen the popularity grow every year that we've done our our sports sticker collections in this in this country. And uh, we couldn't be more excited about that. And then I think we also have uh, products at any number of price points that you know, our scores, our hoops that cater to a younger audience or a new audience. And, and we found those, those products to be really effective for us. So I know everyone hates this topic but loves to talk about it, redemptions. Uh. Uh, I know it's the dreaded, uh, dreaded word in, in the industry. Panini, I feel, has a great way of helping them as far as much as they can with the ginormous amounts of redemptions that there are in this industry uh, by posting every week on, on the blog about uh, the redemption list and stuff like that. Other than that, how has Panini improved the redemption process to, to get out cards in a timely manner to the customers? Well, we, we hate redemptions as much as anybody <laughs> does, yeah. and we don't make any secret about that. It's, uh, it's a part of the business. We, we do our best to, to deal with it, but I think communication is key for us. You mentioned the weekly redemption reports. Uh, we do those at, every week to let people know what's being processed this week. Um, we, we're very open when we have the opportunity to acquire some of these big targets. Like we just had a, a signing with Russell Wilson to catch him up on everything. And that's huge for us. Yeah. And we wanted to sing that from the mountaintops because that's a big yeah. deal. We recently got all of our outstanding redemptions caught up with Tom Brady, with Aaron Rodgers, with Kyrie Irving. And we communicate that at every chance. But I think we we handled them better than anyone in terms of turnaround time. I think being accessible, we're number one. And in terms of communication, we're number one. And 
And it's we just know that we need to handle those in a professional and an expeditious way, and we do that. And believe me, I, as a collector, I really do appreciate those. I really do. What is your favorite set at Panini, like, ever, I guess? Like, what was your highlight that you're the most proud of to say Panini's name is on that? Mm, that's a good question. That's a that's one I didn't expect. Yeah, we, we kind of threw that in there. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it a lot. Um you know, I think uh, I've always been partial to the Hog Heaven name. That's yeah. kind of a blast from the past, but uh, I loved. I've always loved it. Um, so that's always a front runner for me. I think any of our contenders products are, uh, especially on the NFL side, for me personally. I, I think we. That's kind of one of our landmark sets, um, and I think we do that well every year. And I think the the heritage and the legacy of the contenders rookie ticket is something that will always be. Uh, a big part of what we do. Now, regarding the future of the trading card industry, where do you see the industry going 10, 20, 30 years? I talked about maybe digital trading cards. I know Dan Hitt talked about that when he was in here a couple weeks ago. But what do you think uh, is Panini doing to take the right steps to continue the brand in, in the future? Well, I think everyone... For a long time, people have always talked about what the next big thing is. And yeah. I think uh, in many cases, I think that the next big thing probably isn't big at all. Is it, it could be a tweak or an enhancement or a new twist on an old idea that, that turns into the next big thing. But I think if you look at, at what we've done with the HRX video trading card technology, and it started out as a true, really thick trading card that was too thick to put into a pack, that you hit a button and it played a video of uh, that had exclusive footage of, of the player on the card. And it had exclusive footage, in some cases, of the player signing that exact card that the user was holding. And then we've kind of evolved that. And the, when HRX first started, it was one in thousands of packs. It was a really tough pull. And now we've kind of evolved it now in prison football and prison basketball where HRX cards are, are in virtually every pack and it's there's a patented QRL code on the card that users, if they have the app that's free to download, you can scan that code and the, the video content pops up. So I think you'll see more of that from us. And then I think if you look at our online platforms, our digital platforms that we've just started this year with Facebook, where we have an NFL score and an NBA hoops Facebook game that mimics the, the actual physical trading card products. Those have been really popular to start out with, and uh, we're going to continue doing tournaments, arena kind of battle tournaments with those games. We just had one on the NBA side in honor of the All-Star Jam session, and, and uh, so I think you'll see more of that as well. That's pretty cool. One thing I want to talk to you, since I do a lot of the hockey stuff around here, is your Expo exclusives. Mm -hmm. And you guys do a lot of stuff with you know the Spring Expo, Fall Expo, and then you also have uh, Father's Day, Black Friday, all that stuff. What inspired you guys to do that? Like, What was it that we're going to put out these extra little sets for everybody to go after and collect. Like what, how do those come about, I guess? Well, I think it goes back to engaging our audience and bringing in new, new people to add to that audience. And I think one of the things that, that kind of bred the father's day phenomenon or the black Friday phenomenon, it was actually, uh, it was an idea from Jason Howarth, who's our VP of marketing. And he he saw the excitement, and the buzz that we created the national, and he wanted to bring that experience to the hobby shop more than just once a year. And I think uh, Father's Day s certainly did that. Black Friday certainly did that. Boxing Day in Canada certainly yeah. did that. And yeah. we're going to have a few more of those, but it is about doing things the right way and uh, really appealing to the end consumer, whether he or she's been a longtime fan of our brand or 
a first time fan of our brand and the Father's Day getting fathers and their kids in hobby shops is a really cool thing to yeah. see. And it's one thing to talk about it, but we see it happen every year when we do that. And that leads to lifelong collectors for us. Yeah. And, you know, me and Justin always talk about how, you know, obviously, I think most of all of us in this industry started collecting as kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had uh, a special relationship with my dad on how I started collecting as well as Justin, you know, started with his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's great to see, you know, just for Father's Day to have something like that, to, to have a special bond between son or daughter with their father, or whoever the case, you know, in your family, uh, just to have a special day to go to the shop or, or whatever and grab a pack and just hang out, talk about the players, mm-hmm. you know, and on top of that, the designs on this stuff. I mean, you know, the cracked ice, yeah. the lava cards. I mean, there's so much out there for these special sets. It, it's great to see that it's not just, you know, just a random generic card. You, you know, you guys are putting some thought behind it and it's great to see that Panini is, is really not just putting things out but they're putting things out with the bang absolutely uh, you know to to do it right the first time and, and set that mark yeah and scott prusha uh who i have the luxury of sharing an office with <laughs> yeah and i'm using luxury in air quotes yeah no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding i love scott but but uh he's kind of the guy charged with creating these special sets and to your point it's about more than just throwing stuff in a pack it's about capitalizing on the assets that we acquire through through our our league relationships and and creating unique products, whether it's Super Bowl pylons or Super Bowl footballs or game-used breast cancer awareness balls or salute to service balls. It's towels, it's uh, headbands, it's shoes. A lot of stuff that's not being done in your traditional trading card products, Scott pours into these sets, and it's a labor of love for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does create lasting memories for a lot of people. And and um, it's just a, our way to kind of do it up big and to give back to the consumers. We have a couple more for you. Is there a little teaser on a feature product that has been away for a few years that's coming back? You can give a little exclusive for Beckett Radio, maybe. Um, is this a leading question? Are you guys aware of something? That, that, oh no! Oh, th- yeah, we're, we're completely... just no. Well. <laughs> We're just curious. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because uh, my, my point, uh, Court Kings is coming back after yes, a couple of years. And, yeah. and I think that product is sweet. It looks I, great. I, I want to get a box just because of the layout, uh, everything. So that's kind of why I brought that question up. No. Is, is there a product that's uh, been away that might be coming back? Well, you know, one product I think you guys mentioned at the top of the at the top was Dahmer's baseball. Yeah, and it's not it's not a real surprise that that's coming back. But now we're kind of a week a week out, and I just saw some of the uh, the pack out stuff that that the baseball team looked at, and it looks phenomenal. And it's in terms of baseball sets, it's probably the in my opinion, probably the nicest, nice, most nicely designed sets that we've done in baseball and all the heritage um, inserts, Studio, yeah. Diamond Kings, No-Nos. I don't even know what we're calling the technology, but the stuff that we use on Elite Dominator and um, or Elite Series and Dominators, yeah. man, they just looks phenomenal. And yeah. then when you put a hard signed autographs on those as well, there's the oversized box toppers on the Diamond King side, including yeah. some of those autographed. I mean, it's it's really going to appeal to a lot of people who fell in love with Dommers back in the early 80s. Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a box. We have that little table right outside, and it's just the random pile. You know, if someone wants to give away some stuff, mm-hmm. there was a random set of 81 Donners. <laughs> and, I mean, it was ravaged. People just went through it. Sure. So, obviously, people love that product, mm-hmm. and it's great that it's coming back because you'll get collectors from back in the day be like oh man that's yeah. that used to be my favorite product yep. and you know they'll start buying again so well our baseball team did a great job our design team really yeah. 
did a great job, and it really feels like those original Dimers releases. Yeah. I can't wait to see what how the market uh, receives it. Perfect. Yeah. So one last question: What's the greatest nickname you've ever received for yourself? Oh, for myself. Yeah, for yourself. Because uh, uh, I mean, Brian Fleischer, I call him B Fly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah, so yeah, many. Yeah, I call him B Fly yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, so but B Fly many, works yeah, too. There's uh, so many nicknames. You know, that. a lot of a lot of them I can't uh, say can't on say the on air, air, but uh, <laughs> okay. But, but, but you know, uh, I've always gone by hack. Yeah. Hack attack. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, dork is always one that's that's been played. That chuckle didn't say didn't sound like you're too proud of hack attack. Well, you know, hack attack's good. They call me a hack on the golf course too, which is <laughs> extremely apropos. Yeah. Uh, but I think I've been known as hack for the longest time. Yeah. It's not much of a cool nickname, but it's. Uh, I mean, I think hack attack is cool because you know shack attack. Sure. You know, or, uh, hack a shack. I mean that yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, involved with that. And then but. I but I used to get a lot of mail back when people still sent mail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now it's electronic and text or whatever, but yeah. it was uh, addressed to Mrs. Tracy Hackler. I got oh, that a lot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and that was pretty cool. That was cool. Uh, but no, it's uh, <laughs> nothing too crazy. Hack, I think, is probably the yeah. the one. <laughs> well, thanks, Tracy, for coming in. I, you know, I've had a lot of fun. I know Justin has too. Uh, it's it's always so much fun to talk to someone with a with a card company and someone who's been around for a long time uh, in this industry. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again if you can come out. Absolutely. We have man. a lot of products here to give away, so thank you so much for that. I want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been fun. Oh, yeah, and and we'll like I said, we'll have you on again. And um, at Tracy Hackler uh, on Twitter, at Beckett Radio. Mine is at FickMy12. It's a nickname, so don't. That's offensive. Don't look uh, into it, but it's. At Panini America. Don't at, forget that. Yeah, at Panini America. There's so much cool stuff on, on Panini's uh, Twitter page as well as your Twitter page. A lot of cool pictures and stuff. Justin, you have a video that you really want to talk about so this let's better talk be about good. that yeah it better be good oh uh, no the video i did uh was with my grandfather we were talking about getting into the hobby with your father grandfather and it's i call it the back in the day break where we opened a box of cards and just basically talked about the old times and he shared a lot of stories he kind of rambles on a little bit there but he's uh, all right he's got a lot of stories that I, I look at it as a kind of a historical thing where i don't want to lose those stories and somebody can look back and go i didn't know that back then they yeah. had different games and different things that they did when they collected and uh we we actually are going to be doing a, a giveaway with that video as well. So if you watch the video, there's a question embedded into the video. And then whoever answers the question, I pick a random winner. But uh, check that out at Beckett.com in the news section. We should be posting that. It should be posted right now. Uh, so just check it out and enjoy it. Finally, uh, there was a question. Uh, well, not really a question, but uh, comments that we asked Tracy. His favorite football team. It came up more than once within this uh, program. So we got a couple of boxes of gold standard basketball that he brought in. And we're going to give one of those away. So comment in the comment section. Send us an email. Shoot us up on Twitter. Uh, what's his favorite football team? And, you know, we'll, we'll put it in a random draw and give that away. So, like I said, thanks, Tracy. It's always fun. Thank you, guys. Uh, to have man. someone in here. We'll have you on again soon. Well, Justin, I'm out. Peace. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to Becca Radio. We'll see you later. <laughs>